guys, welcome back to the Absolutely ADHD Podcast. Hi, Alana. Hi, everyone. I'm Sam. We're in a good mood. Yeah, we're giggly today, guys. I'm not gonna lie. Well, you have a, by the time that this, well, by the time that we post this, this will be in the past. But you have like a really exciting weekend coming up. I feel like, and it's kind of putting even me in a good mood. No, totally. I have so much going on this week, which kind of goes into what we're going to talk about, but I'll just fill you guys in first. Cause I want, I was thinking about this episode. Can we have like a heart to heart? Always. That's kind of what it is. Like you said, this is the crux of our relationship. I don't know if there's ever a conversation that doesn't end in one of us sharing a deep, dark, scary. (laughs) I know. I know. Um, So this week has been Super busy. I've been getting ready for the Habits That Stick Masterclass, which is going to be over by the time this is, like the live class is going to be done by the time that this airs. I've been pretty hyper-focused on that while dealing with a lot of other things. And then my friend has, we have her bachelorette party this weekend. So I'm going to Scottsdale, Arizona, which is like so exciting. That's like bachelorette party central, I feel like lately. Totally. Yeah. It's so funny because mostly it's just old men golfing and then bachelorettes. <laughs> yeah. No, it's so wild that um, you can just tell when you start Googling things, how you they're so used to the bachelorette parties. Like that yeah. must just be a whole part of the economy. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we're single. I think women who go on bachelorettes over the past two years have single-handedly boosted Arizona economy to like one of the most profitable states probably. So true. Yeah, no, seriously. Um, So that'll be really fun. So I have that to look forward to. But I wanted to talk today about dealing with emotional dysregulation and everything, but not just the concept of emotional dysregulation, more so just how overwhelming it is to deal with a million emotions at once, these emotions that contradict each other, feeling overwhelmed by our own emotions, feeling like we shouldn't feel this way about our own emotions. Like it goes, it's so deep. You know what I mean? Yeah. And this like, I feel like doesn't even have anything to do with compartmentalization because I feel like personally, I am actually quite good at compartmentalization because my emotions are so overwhelming and I literally can only focus on one thing at a time. But, you know, emotions are so tricky. Like, it's not even focused. Like, I can focus on one thing, but the emotions of other things are constantly seeping in. Yeah. And it's like, very difficult to, like, I don't know. Like, I think this week is such a good episode for us to talk about this because, like, I had a really bad day yesterday. Nothing in particular happened. I just, like, was really struggling. And I know you felt the same, but the day before. Mm-hmm. And now we're both feeling silly. I mean, it can be really, and I literally said to you yesterday, it is so frustrating to constantly feel like I'm at the whim of my emotions. Like I'll wake up and I won't really know what Sam is going to experience. And that like really sucks, honestly. It sucks and it's so stressful. And that's exactly why I wanted to talk about this because, you know, I don't like, we don't have to hide it. Like we did have a rough week. Like I think we've both been struggling with a lot of different things. and as I was coming out of this cloud of just like struggling with it, I had this kind of, you know, a little bit of a sense of clarity. And and then I was just thinking about things that I wanted to share here on the podcast in terms of like, just that it's okay to feel multiple things at once. Like for example, so, you know, this week has, like I said, it's been really hard and everything. 
And then I also find myself like, I'm so grateful for getting to do like this class and all this, like it's the first class that I'm doing like this and I'm really excited for, but I'm also overwhelmed. I feel anxious because I feel like overwhelmed. And then I also feel guilty that I'm struggling with dealing with my emotions while people in my life are dealing with things that are a million times harder. Like, so then I have the guilt on top of it. And then I also have knowing that this weekend is going to be amazing and I want to celebrate my friend and I'm so excited. There's all these things that are like really kind of working against each other almost. Yeah. And I, you know, and with the guilt thing, I feel that so viscerally, like I think I've said in a bunch of episodes, honestly, like guilt is one of the biggest things that I struggle with. Yeah. And it's like, I mean, God. And if you told me, like, when you tell me that you feel guilty, I think that's the the silliest thing in the world. Like you are, you show up consistently for everyone all the time. There's never a moment when I feel like I'm reaching for you or asking for you and you are not there 100%. And so like you tell me you feel guilty and genuinely I'm like, that's ridiculous. I don't mean to like invalidate your feelings. It's more just like, I think that particular emotion should be the furthest thing from your mind. But then, you know, I feel really guilty and you say the same thing to me and I'm like, yeah, but like, it's so difficult because I know that. Why is it that we all are like, you shouldn't let other people rule your life or rule your emotions And, but when it's negative, I let people rule my life and rule my emotions. But when someone's trying to support or bolster me or love me, I don't let them rule my life or rule my emotions. Like, I don't understand why it has to be like that. Or, and I'm sure a lot of that has to do with my own emotional discipline. Like, I just need to be better. But like, I feel like that's so frustrating. It speaks to how difficult it is, like when we are in these emotions, just how difficult it is to work through it. Like, I think that we do a pretty good job at, you know, educating ourselves and working through things and being kind to ourselves at times and stuff. But still, when you're in it, it is so much more difficult to use that, use those tools, use that nice, kind mindset. Like, And that goes into the emotional dysregulation, just what we're feeling as people with ADHD, whatever emotion it is, it just surrounds us. And it's so difficult to know that it's not going to be there for forever or just like in that moment, that's all we have. And it's really heavy and it it can be, you know, like, isn't it kind of weird how you can be feeling all of these feelings and so overwhelming. And then that just leads to like this emotional paralysis. Totally. And that's the thing. It's like we have one emotion and then we have the emotions that we're feeling because of that first emotion. And like, I'm glad that you brought this up. I actually wanted to touch on body image a little bit. Um, I know we've mentioned like we want to have a full episode and I want to have a professional on. I want to talk about this stuff because I definitely think that one warrants a professional. Absolutely. But I think like it's just real and that this is something that me and you both do struggle with. And I was struggling with this this week because, you know, I had this whole plan in my mind that by the time this trip came around, this trip, I was gonna look a certain way or maybe look a little bit better. You know, it didn't go as planned. And yet I still, I feel frustrated at myself for feeling upset about that, that I'm like, you should know, like, what do you tell your friends? Like, it doesn't matter what you look like. You deserve a vacation. It doesn't matter. Like you have to enjoy yeah. all this stuff yet still. So then I'm experiencing this, like 
guilt about the emotion that I'm experiencing or like I shouldn't yeah. feel that as opposed to just saying it's valid that I feel a certain way. It's and just, then, you know, like, oh, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, no, go ahead. That's all. I was just going to say, <laughs> I was just going to say, and then, you know, like all of these things, they lead us to isolate. Yeah. Because you know what your friends are going to, you know what I'm going to say. You deserve to take up space. You deserve to feel happy. Just because it's not quite matching up with what you envision for yourself at this point in life doesn't mean that it won't ever. And also, you know, like there's a whole laundry list of things that I would say to you. And I mean, at least for me, I'm like, I don't want to burden Alana with that again, knowing what she's going to say, knowing we've had the same conversation 80 billion times, and we probably will continue to have the same conversation 80 billion more times. So then I don't want to say anything to anyone. Plus, like, I don't know. I get so scared with the body image stuff that like, and I don't think this with you because I like, I'm very open with you and I trust you, but I do have friends in my life where I were, maybe I'm just not as close with them or I'm not at the level of like deep, deep trust that I am. And I don't think you can be with everyone, but I'm like, sometimes I feel like whenever, whenever I talk about like, whether it's body image or the relationship I have with myself or how I feel with my work ethic, stuff like that. And people like bolster me or like help support me I'm like you have to say that what else are you gonna say you know like you can't kick me while I'm down you wouldn't do that but it kind of makes me distrust what they're saying but then again I don't know you know what I mean like I just get really conflicted about leaning on others for help and I end up self-isolating and then I live a lot in my own brain and that can be also a really unhealthy place to live absolutely working through those emotions with someone else, it takes energy. It's almost like, do you know, at the end of the, I know we've both done this to each other. Like, we'll say like, can we talk? Do you want to talk later and talk about this? And then by the time it's the end of the day, the thought of like re-explaining how emo- how overwhelmed we are or how, how much we're struggling, like that sounds exhausting, you know? So then we don't really want to do it, which that's so valid. Like- I can't tell you how many times I've been going through something like particularly big, like whether it's a breakup or a fight I had with a friend. I got into this fight and I was so, I desperately wanted your advice, but I just felt like I had explained the story so many times that day that I could not bear to do it again. I couldn't do it again, you know? Yeah. And then you end up feeling alone. I don't know. I just like, I always think this too. I wonder if I would be really interested to know if any of our listeners feel like this, and I've been in therapy, you know, a cu- for in, in a couple of different seasons of my life with a couple of different therapists. And I'm always so nervous that like the way that I'm explaining the stories and the things that are happening are so biased, which they are, um, that the advice that the therapist is giving me isn't going to be helpful because it's so biased, you know, and that's not like, you don't even understand the whole story. I always constantly wish that you were just a fly on the wall of my life so that when I say, she said this to me, blah, blah, blah. You can be like, well, she actually said this. Like, I have no one to keep me honest. So I, I really struggle leaning on other people for support with all of these emotions too. It adds another, a whole other level of just. Yeah. No, it makes a lot of sense. And one of the things that really had me starting to th- think about this, part of what I do for my business is, involves sharing this stuff on social media, sharing it on my stories, talking about my programs. Like that is one of the, you know, while it's social media, it is still a business task kind of, you know? And so there's a lot of times where I'm telling myself, I'm like, oh, I should show up on social media today or you should do it then. And 
like I was thinking about it, I'm definitely going to feel like this weekend, I'm going to do that, you know, and I'm going to be having a fun weekend and everything like that. But then I almost, I felt guilty because I'm like, but that's not what my week looked like. My week looked like a lot of tears, a lot of tears, a lot of overwhelm, a lot of anxiety, all these things. So then it's like, well, is it fake to show up like that? But then again, that's what everyone does. You go on, you show up on social media when you feel good, not when. Yeah. Like social media, I write down these weird thoughts that I get sometimes because I'm like, wow, that's a deep thought. And then I'll read back through it. And I'm like, that's not really that deep. But there is (laughs) one along the lines of like social media is just a highlight reel. Yeah. Tell me if this makes any sense. Social media to people is like what commercials are to products. Totally. Do you know what I mean? I feel like, I know I wrote it and I was like, wow. And then I read it back and I'm like, that's not that deep, but it's so true. I mean, like there've been, like with the iPhone, that's like such a classic example. I, I hate my iPhone. It's so annoying right now. For some reason, my Spotify never works when I click the button and then sometimes I'll type stuff and it won't type in my text messages. They don't make ads about that. <laughs> I was about to say, it's like when, um, your phone's glitching that's on the commercials can you imagine it was just a commercial of like all of the really annoying stuff that happens with your phone (laughs) drop calls or like it gives you bars but nothing is loading exactly so like I guess it's important you know we all know like we hear that we say it all the time we're like yeah social media is a highlight reel whatever but it really really is like and I On top of that, I don't have to deal with this because, you know, I rarely post on Instagram. And when I do post, it's rarely of me. Um, You have to post all the time. And I know this because I know you. You don't feel good in every post that you post. Yeah. Like, you know, and but you can't go on and say, okay, today I feel really, really bad about myself and I'm really anxious. But here's the tip. You know what I mean? Like, you don't, you don't. Right. That's not what. I don't know. I just like, I feel like it's been a trend lately of you have these influencers explaining what's happening behind the scenes of this like particular photo. And there's even one woman, I think her name her handles Georgia Clark or something like that. But she like kind of went through some of her photos and was like, okay, so here I'm walking the red carpet, but really like I hadn't eaten all that day because I wanted to fit into this dresser. And I, um, I'd gotten in a fight with my boyfriend and was like, he wasn't talking to me or I am butchering it. I don't know if that's really what it was, but like, it's stuff like that. Yeah. And I mean, it's so weird though, because I feel like that should like change my whole outlook of social media, but it doesn't, it doesn't. I mean, it's not unhelpful and I'm so happy that this trend is coming up, but I wish that it made me feel better. Totally. Like it is more normal now, specifically going back to body image, like to see people showing pictures of, the not as flattering photos, like the ones that they didn't post. And like you said, that's all really helpful for me and my mental health and knowing that this stuff is so curated, but still when I'm scrolling, I'm still like, Oh, that, yeah. person, like, that, that person looks I'm so good. For my friends are out doing this or that. And I just like, I don't know. Well, I think it is important to acknowledge that our minds and our like mental health isn't set up to constantly be inundated with what everyone else is doing around us. Like it is, it it is hard. And we do have to acknowledge that what social media is and what it does to us. And even stories, you know, I remember it was years ago, but when I stopped watching stories on my personal account, you know, 
that really actually helped my mental health so much. And that was like a whole thing. I had to almost train myself not to check them because subconsciously I'd pull my phone up and start going through stories, but it wasn't healthy for me to know. I mean, for a lot of people to know what everyone else is doing at all times. And yeah, I think it's just part of like, you know, what I wanted to talk about is like working through it is, is hard. And it's, really confusing when these emotions are contradicting each other. Like you can feel happy, you can feel sad, you can feel grateful, but also feel bad about where we're at, like all these different things. But I think it's like the alternative is to like not work through any of them. Yeah. Just ignore it. And when we do that, I think we all know it eats us up and it comes out in some other way. Either lash out at people. I mean, you're so right. It does come out like I'll start immediately I will start not taking care of myself mm-hmm. you know like for me I feel I have I go back and forth about this a lot but like I've always struggled with anxiety and depression and sometimes in my low moments I have wondered if I've created a little emotional hole for myself that I do feel like particularly comfortable in and so maybe my homeostasis is feeling sad or feeling depressed but when I am so focused on what other people are doing the first thing I get stuck, I, I get paralyzed. I mean, it's this emotional paralysis and I'll end up staying in my bed or sitting on the couch or I will just like, I won't go to the grocery store and I'll just kind of eat the stuff in my fridge that I don't really want to eat. That's kind of been sitting there like the jar of pickles. And then I won't feel good about myself and I won't feel good about my body or my mental clarity. And, and then it kind of like is this beast. And I feel like, I don't know. It just like has the power to derail my progress so much. And I've realized that the only person any of this hurts is myself. And I'm the only person that can get myself out of it. I think being able to acknowledge what we're experiencing is like the first step to like not let it manifest into a million other emotions about feeling bad about that initial emotion. I don't know. I just think that the big thing that maybe people with ADHD or at least me, a huge fallback is just self-isolation because I'm embarrassed you know I just feel a little bit ashamed and a little bit embarrassed of myself so maybe it'd just be better if I made myself as small as possible yeah Mm -hmm. but like isn't that the thing with big emotions though is that sometimes they feel like they can like take up the whole room I I can't explain how it, it feels exactly like that like and it's just so wild to me my the reason that I'm so passionate about understanding ADHD is because I didn't know that the emotional dysregulation was part of it until I was older and stuff and so how many times have people called you dramatic dramatic sensitive 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 Um, for sure wow you really overthink don't you yeah look be quiet pipe down (laughs) well and it's also just it's really invalidating. And I think also one of the things about emotional dysregulation is not being able to just quickly kind of move on from one emotion. So like, let's say something's resolved. It doesn't matter if I felt a heavy emotion, like that is the emotion I am experiencing for the rest of the night. And I know that that's always been hard when it's like, if you have like a family event or something with, it's hard because it's like, you want to just snap out of it. And I've never understood how other people can snap out of it. And I can't, like, I really can't. Yeah, that's so true. How did you move on so quickly from this? So 
I always, I've always known and been aware that like, obviously everyone has their own bouquet of emotions, you know, and, but can emotional, this might be a silly question. I'm really sorry, but I'm hoping someone else is wondering this. Can emotional dysregulation present itself in different ways to different people? Totally. So like, it's not, why did I say totally so weird? It's not like just, (laughs) it's not just the lows. It's also the highs. So experiencing like we get really Really? happy and we get, yeah, totally like high highs and low lows. Like there's no just kind of experiencing an emotion, whatever that emotion is, whether it's anger, whether it's frustration, whether it's anxiety, whether it's being overwhelmed, it comes in at such a like heightened amount. There's a quote by Sylvia Plath, who's an author. And I read it one time and I was like, I've never related to something more, which I think I say every episode, but in this episode, I've never related to something more. She says, I don't know what it's like to not have deep emotions. Even when I feel nothing, I feel it completely. And I get that, you know, like it really does go back to it. It feels like I'm never alone. Mm-hmm. And when I'm alone, I'm not alone because I have this second thing that is breathing all of my air and eating all of my food and watching everything that I'm watching and existing in the same room that I am. It's so frustrating. It's like this huge balloon of emotions. And even when I feel empty, I feel that emptiness so big and so over-consuming. Totally. No, absolutely. It's the most overwhelming feeling because we can't just it's also this whole thing that we're talking about. So it's, it's that we can't just experience one emotion. It's like, we also experience all these secondary emotions from that first one. And then we feel bad about our emotions. And then we feel like consumed by our emotions. And then my other thing too, is I'm like, I don't have this any worse than anyone else. I'm sure everyone feels this way. So why am I struggling with it so much? Why do I feel like I'm complaining more or feeling more than anyone else? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like, gaslighting myself 100% and that's where the guilt comes in for me I'm like but I'm not struggling with this so I shouldn't feel that bad and that's so we would never say that to each other or someone else if we were supporting someone else through this I definitely said this on another episode but like I always think about this and I think this is an interesting tool to like stop that negative self-talk or at least like pause it for a second and evaluate it I if you said any of the stuff to me that I say to me, I would not be friends with you. Yeah, no, totally. I would think that is a toxic person and I do not want to be around them. But for some reason, I'm fine saying that stuff to me. That's not okay. I know. Along with identifying what we're feeling and being able to kind of move through that, I think comes with, it's really important to be able to acknowledge that this feeling isn't permanent in that moment, we want to validate how we're feeling. Like this feels really awful. We're feeling completely consumed by this one thing, but at the same time, it won't always feel this heavy. And that has been something that I've kind of gotten better at doing in the moment. I don't tell myself I shouldn't feel anxious, but I'm just reminding myself, you do experience these emotions in a really heavy way and it's not permanent. And I do find a little bit of peace in that, you know? You, I just want you to say something. I say this to you all the time, but I'm like, can't you just say the thing to fix it all? You always say <laughs> always, that. I'll go away. I say that to my mom. And she's like, Samantha, come on. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously it's a joke. 
but I think that's, I'm glad you brought that up. Cause I think a lot of us do become fixated on wanting to fix things, wanting to find the solution. Why do we feel this way? Why am I feeling this emotion so much? Why am I doing, and it's just okay to just not to know and to not have like one simple solution. Sometimes it's coming from a lot of different things. It's coming from whatever's going on around us in our life that season. Maybe it's coming from, um, you know, maybe we didn't sleep as well. Maybe we haven't eaten as well. Like there's so many, a million different things that contribute to this. And sometimes I think we're looking for like one simple solution. Yeah. That make it re- that make it really easy. Like that make it a lot easier. To work. That'd be great. But I just don't think that's what it is. Overall, I think we just have to understand that it we're not alone in feeling overwhelmed by our own emotions. We're allowed to experience contradicting emotions we don't have to find the one solution to it um and we deserve to kind of move through it with kindness and be like one thing at a time sometimes it's just getting through the day you know getting through one thing and also the only way to move through it is to accept that it's happening yeah so like the quicker that we can come to a realization that like you're not crazy everything is okay or it will be okay we just need to piece this through this you know, like ignoring it and getting overwhelmed by it. Like, I think those are, at least for me, that's my first line of defense, Mm -hmm. but like it gets better once I sit with it for a bit and like start to figure it out. This takes, we have to train ourselves. It takes time as we build more confidence in our ability to like work through difficult things, but also just kind of trusting ourselves in that as this worry or as this anxiety continues, we're going to continue working through it with whatever tools, whatever supports we have at that time. And right now we don't have to know exactly what that looks like. Like at different times, we're going to need different things and just kind of, we can trust ourselves to kind of figure it out as we go. We don't have to have all the answers. Yeah. Yeah. You do not have to have all the answers. And I'll include a couple other links in the description of just, you know, emotional dysregulation and why people with ADHD struggle with that. I have a ton of things on that on my page at Coaching by Alana. So you guys can always check that out. Let us know, as always, if you have any topics we should talk about next time. (laughs) Thank you guys so much for listening, and we'll talk to you soon. Have a good weekend. Bye, guys.